Hello, my name is Chance, and you are listening to A Chance to Strive. So today we are joined by my girl, Freen. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, um, my name is Bachina. Where are you from? Well, originally I'm from Haiti, but I'm from Brockton. I don't like Brockton. Sorry. I don't people are going to hate me for this, but ugh, it's all right. Okay, so basically you guys have asked me for the overthinking part two a lot, and I said I was going to go into it eventually, and I felt like I've pushed that back for like, what, one, two? I've pushed it back a lot. But so basically we're going to get into it, but the way that I wanted to bring it was we're going to pretty much talk about external and internal processors. We're going to go into what exactly that means and everything like that. And we're also going to go into the way overthinking works on two different fronts. Like there is a lot of the times I feel like when we do talk about overthinking, a lot of people think it's just when somebody sits there and you're just dozing off and it's all in your head. But I am somebody who doesn't necessarily do that, but I still overthink. I'm the external thinker and you would be the internal thinker. So basically, we're going to give you guys our perspective on this. From, we're going to give you guys, we're going to look at this topic and we're going to give our perspective on it. And it's going to be, I like the dynamic of it because I promise you, it's like, in terms of how we process shit, we are polar fucking opposites. It gets really frustrating at times. Hard. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, okay, so I guess like this is when we can start going into it. But mm -hmm. start by telling them what an internal processor is on your end. You don't have to be, you know, just be small with it, you know? Okay. Um, for me, I would probably say when you're a, a internal processor thinker, whichever you want to go with, you tend to think things a, li a little more. Like you go deep into it. If there's a conversation that's happening between you and your partner or you and your friend, you don't really say what you're thinking right away. You tend to go back and understand how you're feeling know if it's if you're feeling the right things or what to say to that person not to make them feel like they did something wrong or whatever the case is you think a lot about how the bad conversation is gonna go so therefore it would take a little longer to understand it and to go back to whoever it is that you're trying to talk to so for me I'm the complete opposite. I'm somebody that I don't necessarily need time to think. And the one thing I'll I'll say is we give a lot of credit to people who are just able to just speak on the spot and is just ready to go. I'm not going to lie, my whole entire life I have always gotten a shit ton of credit for the fact that I was always a person that just had something to say. Like if there were, we were participating in class or we were having like a little round table debate, which I had a lot of my classes... I just always had something to say. And a lot of people would look at me like, you're doing really good. But then as I sat down and I spoke to my mentor at that time, I, he was just my seventh grade ELA teacher. Me and him were speaking and he was telling me about the kids in the class that he thought stood out a lot. And the people that he thought stood out was, he was like me and then one of my friends, Tommy. And Tommy's pretty much exactly the same way you process things. He's one of those quiet kids, but when he does speak, Whatever he says, it's just like, I'd be like, whoa. Like, it's just, it takes him time to actually construct what he's trying to say, like his thoughts. Mm -hmm. But when he does have that part figured out, it's perfect. But it's just the fact that he, he needs time to get there. And I'm not going to lie to you. There are times I'm like, shit, I probably would have not even been able to, like, come up with whatever he thought. But basically, it's like, he told me me and Tommy stood out 
But the whole entire time, if you asked the class, it probably would have just been me. It's completely okay if you process shit and it takes you time. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a preference. The fact that you, you're, you're saying to yourself, I'd rather be alone with my thoughts before I share them with somebody else. I don't think that's selfish or that's unfair. But for me, I am an external processor where it's like, whenever I just get information, how I process it is just, I, it's out loud. Even when I'm by myself and I'm thinking, I will be in my room and I'm laying down. I look at my ceiling and I will say everything that I'm saying out loud. The thing is, as much as I can, I get praised for doing what I do out loud, I can't do that in my head. Like what you doing where you're, like, you're able to sit down and you don't have to say things out loud. You can sit there and think about things. I am generally incapable of doing that. I will get lost in my thoughts. Like at times I literally hear two different voices and I, I just can't. So I say things out loud because it allows me to be more in control of it. So the thing that I get praised for is the same thing that's really easy that they're capable of doing. Tell you shit. But yeah. Now, in terms of our dynamic. So basically the article that we read, um, it was an, we read an article that spoke about the two ways people process information. And it kind of went into how like in a like it was like more of like a dynamic issue i feel like i talk about that a lot i'm like i feel like a lot of relationships can't work it's just more about the effort and the dynamic that you guys have for us we're on complete opposite sides of that i'm the person where it's like i am very great the moment like something is on my mind or someone asks me a question the part where i'm like me thinking it happens as i'm speaking like for these podcasts, I have bullet points, but I don't need to look at every bullet. At times it's like I get lost because I'm just, it just happens as I'm doing it and I get lost in my own thoughts. But when it comes to you, it doesn't really work like that. It takes time. Go more into why exactly you take time and how that process looks for you. Um, I feel like I already kind of... Did in that terms already? Of like, yeah, like, you know, you, okay, my fault. You know how you kind of said you were like, oh, you need to take time like to make sure like the thoughts is going right and stuff like that. But in terms of like when you are alone with your thoughts and you're trying to think about that person, mm. what makes you overthink? What are those things that you dwell on that I'm pretty much trying to say? It's not like things that are specific, but more of like a lot of the times I feel like at times I'm stuck because I'm afraid this is gonna happen. So basically kind of, you already spoke on it, but going more into detail and those little things that tend to make you stuck that you really, that does trigger that overthinking. Okay, I think for me, why I like to, you know, take a step back is if I'm having a conversation with you, the screaming, the yelling, that's not gonna help me at all. Like I can't even think about what I'm gonna say next. So I just shut down and you won't hear anything from me for a while. That's just because I didn't really get time to, you know, think or even know what I'm going to say. So arguments for me, I can't do them, honestly. Because I feel like even with how you process things and how I process things, argument is a little different because you have to really stop and say, okay, I can't do this right now. But I understand what you're saying to me. I understand your emotions. I get it. But I personally need some time to go over this by my own and then come to you and then we can have a conversation where we sit down we both agree on what's what is what what's not honestly yeah. so yeah so pretty much it did go into like part of the article um 
it did go into what internal processes and external processes are. But the part that it really just focused on was just what happens when our dynamic gets together. <laughs> See, the thing is, it's like when we manage it properly, it's fine. There are times where we're kind of like able to pull each other. A lot of the times we've tried to do the thing where we'll constantly tell each other we're going to compromise. But the thing that gets hard about compromise before we even go into like the way we compromise for each other is who's going to compromise when and where. It's the part where it's kind of like we get into a heated argument. My emotion, like my emotions are all over the place. Let's say your emotions are all over the place. It gets a little rowdy. And the part where we're not trying to yell at each other because we know it's not going to help neither one of us. But it's like at times one of us has to kind of be the one that's like, okay, this one's on me type shit. It's not even like always saying, oh, it's my fault. But I feel like at a certain point, one of us has to be the one that has to be a little more lenient during that conversation. Because because our, we need so much when our emotions are so high, it's really hard to give it to that person. So I feel like there is a lot of picking and choosing. And I think like you can even speak to this. What happens in those arguments where we feel like our points should get across, but neither one of us are getting it. It's just repetitive, honestly. And then at a certain point, we kind of just say... Just whatever. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like one of us would normally... One of us would know like during our normal conversations, like, you know what? Maybe at times I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I didn't see your point or whatever. If it mm-hmm. takes too long for me to get to that point, I get the fact that it's it really kills the whole point of saying it towards the end because it doesn't have any value at that point. But yeah, it's like there are times where I'll be like, you know what? I'll, even if I did, I'm like, okay, maybe there's a, there's a chance that I didn't see something. Because I'm like, and I will admit, I am a very hard, I can be a very hard-headed person sometimes. All right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can speak on that. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, so basically, I think, like, let's just, like, go back to the main point. It's like, a lot of the times, we neglect each other by what we want because it contradicts very much when we're having conversations and we're getting into an argument let's just say it's a typical internal um, internal external processing thing or it's like she needs space at that exact moment and i'm just ready to speak on it the times where that doesn't go well you know exactly like, think about what the article is talking about mm-hmm. speak on that when it doesn't work out well for us and how we kind of like fuck each other over in a, in a way type shit I think when we have those arguments, I tend to walk away a lot and just bawling my eyes out just because I can't take it in that moment, which caused him to make him feel like I don't care about his emotion. I'm not ready to hear it, but it's really not that. I just either feel bad for what happened or I'm just not ready to talk about it. And I'm not really disc- I'm not really talking to you about that in the moment so he doesn't understand what I'm feeling but that does happen a lot so yeah it's I think it's gotten get better oh a lot better it's gotten way better because there's been times where it's like we would generally say things to each other in those moments that mm-hmm. we didn't necessarily mean and I think it's like trying to help them understand like how that really goes like how that really flows in a relationship it's like so i've we've pretty much known each other for a little over a year ish now type thing feels like it's been so much longer 
Because you're annoying. Like we're with each other 24-7. Oh, that's also another thing about our dynamic. We don't get a lot of space from each other. And it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, she's, she's, get away from me. It's like, no. Like, if she has to go do something, stop. Like, I have to go do something, stop. It's like, we don't want to be away from each other. It's not, we don't really feel like it's, you have an issue. Okay. Yeah. But I love it. But yeah, so we don't give each other a lot of space. And it's not an issue. It's something where it's like, it's all about the dynamic and how to make it necessarily work. And the one way we would make that work is by giving each other space. It's like, we're doing things together, but like, we'll be laying down and she's watching TikToks on her phone. And even though at times I'll like, want to cuddle up on her and like play with her, but I'm like, okay, I'll be on my phone and she'll do her thing. But it's like, the fact that we're together, but we're still giving each other a long time. I yeah, think that helps out a lot. Too, yeah, like me playing the game or something. And it's kind of needed a lot. When you're with somebody 24-7, it's needed. That yeah. little, Not even because you don't want them to be with you. You just need, you need your personal space sometimes. You need that moment to just, okay, recharge in a way. So. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one thing in terms of like how it's gotten better, right? <laughs> one thing that I really I will be completely honest I'll say that I hated okay. in the moment it was like in the very beginning and I'm like I want to be as honest about it to just so people understand just how you make the other person feel by like certain things you do I understand the fact that like it's not one of those things where it's like oh she did something I hated I understand the fact that what I wanted from her in those moments I know she didn't even like the fact that I was trying to push a conversation onto her until she was ready to have it Cause then there were moments where that happened and I, I, I kept on pushing and pushing and pushing you like you caved in and then we do have that conversation, but then it shows why you needed time. Mm. It wasn't that she didn't care about my emotions, which she mentioned earlier, but in the moment to me, it doesn't feel like that. All I'm thinking, all I'm capable of seeing in the moment is we're having a conversation about something and my emotions are all over the place our emotions are all over the place. And for me, I want her to be there for me. But if she's there for me, she can't be there for herself. Because what I want is very com is the complete opposite of what she needs. She needs space and time to think at that, those moments. I need reassurance and I need nurturing. Like the whole like, I just need you to tell me like, this, this is not what it is. Like, I need that conversation, that communication part. It's not that she's incapable of giving that to me. But you need to think first. And in the moment, while you're thinking, what's in my head is just, wow, okay. We're not going to talk about this. And then I'll try to forget about it. But then I can't. And I think that's the reason why I probably, over, I probably say things that come to my mind automatically. Because I generally can't get those things out of my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, even, like, I promise you, it's like, I will like randomly doze off and my friends will constantly like it will be really easy to see because I'm just not there. My mind will just constantly be on it. And I hate the fact that unless we have that conversation, that is the only thing that's on my mind. Mm -hmm. So it's like I it's, I get that you needed time. But it took a lot. But then I understand the fact that not this is the part you talk about your part of your point of view and what happens to us. Um, I think you push a lot when we're talking no like sometimes a little too much because there are times i really don't want to talk about some things there are things i want i just want to tell you just naturally i don't want you to you know keep nagging me about it because when it's the, when i feel like the time is right i promise you 
I will tell you. I will. But then again, I understand why you're upset and why I can't give you what you want in the moment. So I'm also happy that we're not in that phase anymore. Yeah. We understand each other. We understand our language, our um, processing skills, all that, where we can actually have a conversation without recurring and all that. So, Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where it required us to have a lot of patience with each other. And the thing about having a lot of patience in a relationship when it's on both ends and the communication isn't necessarily there, at times I feel like, at times I felt like, what is it that I was being patient for? And I know for a fact there were certain things that we've spoken about that I needed to change and I asked for your patience but I wasn't deserving of it because I didn't show, like, I didn't show you day in, day out, like, hey, I'm asking you for time, but it's because I'm actually working on it. Mm-hmm. It kind of just slid over. So, like, at times it's like, because we're around each other a lot, that's the thing I'm saying about a dynamic, those things, it's like, if you can't address it, it'll show. Mm-hmm. We weren't one of those couples that we've seen each other once a week. Yeah, so you can't really see the process. You can't really see the me working on it. So. Yeah, it's like, at times we did need that space from each other, yeah. but in our heads we weren't necessarily communicating that with each mm-hmm. other. So it got it to a point where it's kind of like we were running each other's patience dry. I think for me is why I never could really tell you why I needed space is when I did tell you that it would turn into you feeling bad, and then I would feel bad because I said I needed space, you know. Yeah. So it was, it was just. I think, like, what I'm seeing is, like, the part that became, like, terrible, for, like, that was really hard for us, mm-hmm. one way or another, we were going to make each other feel bad during that process. Yeah. And us avoiding it Just fucked us up it. over. Yeah. It prolonged it, and we kept on looking at other ways, and then the more we kept on talking, by that point, if we're asking for space, it's because it's needed. Mm-hmm. The more we talk while space is needed, the conversation just goes downhill. And it makes us feel like we can't do anything right at that moment. I hate that feeling. I feel like that's when you start to, Mm -hmm. that's when you start to really like start overthinking shit. You know what I mean? I overthink when I feel like I can't get things right. And like badly. It's, I'll be honest, it's one of those, it's not even like on a cocky level, but it's one of those things that I'm not used to. In terms of my, how I affect somebody. Like, I tell you guys this all the time. I spend a lot of time focusing on psychology, reading articles and stuff like that. Because, like, it's not even I read it because I get to talk about I'm like, oh, I do this. It's more of like, no, I, I really give a fuck about understanding people. So this is how I do it. Because I invest so much time into this thing that I'm, I know a lot. And we, I've, we've even spoken this about this recently. And then this is the part that made it even worse in our relationship. I am on social media and I am getting validation from people. Not even like saying, oh, girls, I'm like, but it's more like people are admiring me for, they're saying, oh, you're great at communicating, you're good at doing this. And then it comes to us and in those very moments and I'm like, I should know this and I can't and I don't. And then I'm just like, fuck. And I'm so frustrated at myself. But at, in, at the moment, because my emotions are very high, mm-hmm. I don't always... I rarely, I'll be completely honest, Mm -hmm. 
I rarely tell you that it is just my frustration is just on me. Like it's rare for me to just be able to contain it and not let it slip onto you. Because yeah. I'll notice like I'll, at times I'll be like, I'm, I'm speaking normally and y'all I'll think I'm not mad, but you are around me way too much. So to me, it's like I'm trying to con that's really how I feel in the moment and I'm trying to contain it. But you'll tell me that this is what you're seeing. And I'm like, fuck, I thought I did a great job of keeping that back. And because I was trying to do it not to hurt you and you've seen it, I'm like, damn, I think I affected you. I feel like with that, it's because I think, okay, I understand that you read, you know, stuff about psychology, all that. But I feel like when you're actually dealing with somebody, it's different. Even though you read what you read and you think, you know, it was... It was good, whatever it is, but dealing with somebody in day to day, it's different. You have to learn their, their language. You have to actually learn them. Understanding whoever you're with, I feel like that's the biggest key. Because once you get that, I'm not saying you can't really use what you read or learned, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? No, no, my fault. I do get what you mean, my fault. But I was saying, well, like that wasn't what I was trying to get across by bringing up the fact that I'm somebody who reads those articles and everything like that, it wasn't me saying, oh, the fact that I read this means I should know everything. Mm -hmm. It was more of me saying, hey, I care about this a lot. And this shows how much I really care about it and how much I'm willing to invest energy into it. Mm -hmm. Like me reading articles, it's not about I read this so I should know anything that happens with it. It's more of like this is how much I'm passionate about when it comes to how I interact with people not being able to affect people's emotions and shit like that. So for me, bringing that part up, it's more of showing like how much I actually care about it. And then I get the fact that in a day to day, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like just reading about it, it's not really going to change much. I've There are certain classes I take, it's like I hear things about parenting. That's one of the classes I felt like gave me a out, different outlook on a lot of shit. Yes, I learned, the, like I read, I even, it was almost like learning about my own family. Like my dad is this, your mom is this. Okay, so they had you, and then look at the family dynamic. Like, I literally was looking at my family on a piece of paper, but, of course, I couldn't just look at that and expect to know everything that's happening in my family. It took, at times, even seeing it myself, and then I'm like, oh, shit, this is what I learned. So, at times, my experience does validate what I'm saying, so you're right. But I think, for me, it was just like, I know I care so much about this, and the fact that I seem to be incapable of stop, like, incapable of affecting your emotions I get so frustrated at myself for that because I don't want to affect your emotions. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Well, you don't want to affect my emotions? In terms of like affected negatively. So, so oh, like okay. in those moments where I'm like, like the little things I say, I don't say improperly. When I start to overthink, I say things that I probably do. I, it's not even needed. And you get frustrated. It's like, for what? And I'm like, I don't get it. I see in the moments. Mm -hmm. Like those moments where I'm like, fuck, I can't do nothing right. And then I'm like, I, I like don't want to keep really on affecting those moments. Huh? I get those moments. I feel like that's not really something you can control all the time. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You can't really know every single, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I think for us, it was more like, at a certain point, I was having those moments very often. Yeah. And even when it comes to us, that's not a that's that was never part of our dynamic. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like all oh, happened on one and it didn't happen on the other, but it was like that wasn't us. Like it wasn't something we had to constantly experience on our day to day. And then it seemed like that's what it kept it was slowly becoming. 
And then my frustration for the fact that I was constantly going to get hit with that. And I was getting annoyed. It was just... Yeah, but basically we had a phase where I was in a hot seat. And I, and a lot of the times I was saying shit. And it was, bro, you don't understand how much I, I wanted to talk to you. But then I'm like, when we talk, I say something wrong. Like, it'll be something simple to me in the moment. It'll seem as if it's something simple. It's just like literally in my head, like in terms of how I'm processing it, that's exactly how it goes. I'm just like, mm-hmm. fuck, it's, it's whatever. And I don't even want to bring up how I feel and my emotions. I'm just like, that complicates things right now. And I just don't want this to be a thing. But yeah. Yeah. All right. So basically, the next part of the segment, we're going to have a random QA. Mm-hmm. She, you didn't even know who was going to have this QA at all, right? No. Yeah. She knew it was going to have this QA. But I was like, I was just like, Wait, did we look at the questions? I'm like, no. We don't want it to be planned. You know, like, I don't want to be able to look at things. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. She doesn't know. Are you nervous? <sighs> <laughs> okay, so basically, I think I put up, like, I put up three different types of Q&As. One, I was like, I just said, ask questions for the podcast. That was it. And then I posted another one. It was like the screenshot of the baby, but I didn't want to put the baby's face in it because. Oh, okay. Yeah. That right there. Yeah. Yeah, that was that screenshot. And then I was just like, like I, know I, I was like, it. ask us questions for when she features it. And I was like, okay. and somebody in one of my comments, because we posted a TikTok together recently, they was like, it's just the same girl. And then, so I was like, and yes, it's the same girl. Like, and I dragged it with L's and shit, yeah. But, and then the last one was, there was a third one. I was like, freaky deaky Q&A, both male and female perspectives on answers. Yeah. So, see, I didn't leave y'all out. I gave y'all three places to put answers, so I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, it's still going to be shit on the regular ones. So, basically, one of the questions we got was somebody asked, how the fuck do I know if my crush likes me? Exactly like that. How the fuck do I know if my crush likes me? He's serious. Okay. From my perspective, because mm-hmm. if I like somebody, I'm going to make time for them. Got you. Like, the conversation, I'm going to make sure that he understands that that's something that I want, you know, that I want him not to make it too obvious, obviously, you know, just dropping hints here and there. A subtle thing, you know, the things I wear also, too. I feel like it would be more about him in a way. It shouldn't be, but when you like somebody, you make a lot of things about them. So, uh, I think. So, like, would you wear a color that you knew that person? Probably. Like, like probably. let's just say you've seen them talking about, mm, I really like when girls wear all black. Mm-hmm. What you doing the next day? And like, Wearing all black. Yeah, <laughs> but I wear all black anyway. So just saying. I feel like not, where we, we have a not, lot of black. It's clothes. Not for you, huh? It's not for you. Oh, it's not for me. The black. The black clothes. You wouldn't wear black for me. No. You wear black twenty four seven, and I'm always around you. Tell me how it's much sense that makes. Tell me how much sense that makes. It's not for you. Who's it for then? Me. See, we're on a podcast, and I I believe in empowering women. So that answer is good to go. Right. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't go against it. You know, if I talk any types of shit against that, like I can't win. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it at that. All right. What's the next one? <laughs> what's the maximum amount of miles you would travel for some pussy? So I'm guessing I'll take the, I'll take it, and I, you'll say from your point. Oh wait, we'll do we'll do both perspectives from each. I feel like I completely forgot to give my perspective on that one, and I said male and female perspectives. But yeah, we'll give our perspective on both, and then we'll okay keep rotating and type shit. But yeah. 
Um, how many? What's the maximum amount of miles I would travel for some pussy? I am like a very lazy person when it comes to driving or going places. I don't like. But I feel like you would drive to get some pussy, though. Yeah, but okay. you're the furthest. What? How about I would drive for some pussy? Yeah. You've never drive for anybody else. The furthest. Further? I'm just asking. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> like, literally. So, yeah. It's about. You didn't drive to me. Once. Oh, my God. Yeah. You drove one time. Okay. What was it? I'm saying, like, around the distance I would drive, that's the most I have to account for. Okay. Type shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She don't know I have an answer with names. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. On what? Me? I wouldn't drive for some pussy. First of all, if I want pussy, I'm going to get this right here. In here. Excuse me. I'm not driving for a pussy. Peter, she's lying. No, I, I don't know. We didn't talk about this before this. I don't know what she's talking about. But so hold on. Not driving for a pussy. Not driving for a pussy. Nope. I love how we're saying vagina, like you know, like we're, we we're not gonna flip it, but you know, we'll, we'll just stick with that. We'll just stick with that. I thought you didn't say vagina. You said pussy. Oh, that was just me saying the word. I'm talking about like I love how you didn't take it from our perspective when we're like we're talking about dick. Oh. Sorry. Like, you don't even. Sorry. You don't even have. Okay. okay. I stopped listening today. I'm going to stick to my answer. I'm going to stick to that. Uh, weirdest things somebody has said to you in bed. Like, weirdest things somebody has said to you in bed in general. Like, what are some weird things you've heard in bed? Huh. This is interesting because I, <laughs> I, I don't ask these type of questions, you know what I mean? If I, if I hear something that I've said, I'm going to feel hurt. But, you know, I, I'll, I I'll take it like a chance. I don't think you really say a lot of weird things in bed. A lot of weird things? So I say some weird things in bed? No. Uh, I feel like we know how to talk our shit to each other. Yeah. I, I, don't think we, I, I don't think I really have that, honestly. Okay, not me. I feel like you probably have that. Like it hurts? Like hurts some? Yeah. It hurts some weird things? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I had a white girl call me Poppy. What's wrong with that? Maybe she likes that. Okay, this is not a race thing, but for me, it's like my whole life is like I'm like normally when I'm messing with it, like if I'm messing with someone who's like normally like on somebody yeah. Caribbean dark scene, like or something like that, black, right? You hear daddy a lot, you know, people like, oh, daddy, you know, I'm like, okay. And then normally whenever you'd mess with someone and they're Hispanic, it's very, it's rare to hear like daddy from this, like, I guess the accent poppy just rolls off the tongue a little differently. I'll hear that. Mm -hmm. And when I went to Bentley, that's when I actually was kind of like, Bentley is just a very predominantly white school. Yeah. And I, I love my school. I love everything about, I do not love everything about that school. That school can be very, it's just in a wall. Your people. I can't drop them. I can't drop them. No, 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 not even that. I'm talking about like the school itself is just like where it's at. There's nothing there. So it's like, but in terms of like the people, the interactions I have with people there, the teachers, they are very caring. And Bentley is a great school for business. If anybody on the mass area is thinking about it, they're number one at career services. But yeah, it's like, and then weird things that's happened, if we're even like take it from that perspective too. So like just weird things in general just happen in bed. Mm -hmm. Have you even talked about this already? Like the whole belly button thing. But like, did you like it? Me? Yeah. It wasn't being done to me. You were doing it to them. Did Did you like it? It, it was just. Like it was just. Did you like being called Pappy? 
Okay, we're gonna move on to the next question. No, I don't know. But in a real good way. Okay, I thought this was a question. In a real good way, thanks for the podcast, and you continue being consistent and make it far. Hope you continue being consistent and make it far. Are you going to cry? Thank you, Jay. I really appreciate that. How do you know when you're burnt out? What do you do after? That's a great fucking question. Like, How do you know when you're burnt out? Like, like, oh. like burnt out isn't like you're just, you're done, like, I'm over it type shit. Oh, okay, okay. But not just like during the day where you have those moments, but like the phase I pretty much just had where I'm just like, I'm just sick and tired of everything. Like every. Okay. I feel like yeah. I have this a lot. Hmm? I feel like I have this a lot. Yeah. So pretty much. I how get do you, annoyed a lot. So I'm just, I'm always over it. But how do you normally know? Like, or like, what do you, okay. So basically like when you have those burnout moments, since you say you have them often, right? Mm-hmm. What are some things you feel like would be that, that are very helpful to you? And then if you want to give them overall advice in general type shit, you can just do that type shit. Well, what works for me is yeah. I just need a blunt. I just need to calm down. And you just need I, a blunt. Like, once you get that blunt, like, everything is I'm smooth. Chill. Like, we're done. Like, we're chilling. I'm so chill. Like, nothing can phase me anymore. So, do you. I'm, I'm fine. How do you know when it's really bad, though? I know how. I, I, I want you to figure that out. What do you mean? How do you know when your burnout is just like, whoa. Like, this is one of the big ones. Type shit. Like, this is going to take some time to get out of. How do you get out of those? I probably just sleep. I don't know. I don't really think I do a lot to really get out of it. Really? Do you think I do? Actually, now that I think about it, I don't really. You do have that. a great. You have this ability that I don't have, which sometimes you know I love it. <laughs> sometimes I don't. What is it? Ah, <laughs> you have this thing where you can just like just don't think about things. Yeah, like, I love that about you because it's like. Yeah. You do that shit so well. And in the moments where we're supposed to do that, we're like, we're going to just let this slide. I'm like, okay, you forgot about it so well. And I'm like, we said okay, we're going to do okay. that. I'm just, uh-huh. I'm just following the plan. No, but it, no, but you just do it so well. It's like, oh, that's what we're doing. Bad. For me, I'm, I'm saying, cause I'm like, you didn't have to say yes, but okay. Because if I'm not thinking about it, it's not bothering me. If it's not bothering me, I'm not in a bad mood and I'm chilling. But nah, that's just always going to be in my head, bro. I can't, I can't get certain things out of my head, All but right. I feel like for you, when you have your really bad burnouts, mm-hmm. what I've noticed at times, it's like you won't even want to smoke. Really? Yeah. I feel like, no. I feel like I try not to smoke when I'm in, in like really kind of depressing mood. I don't want smoking for um to be like so lift me emotions. up. Yeah, yeah. So I try not yeah. to. I get that. We be doing the exact same I feel same like I tried to not do that before. Now, smoke more. So I probably do it now. Stop that shit. Okay. You don't tell it me. Was true, sure. right, calm down. Calm down. All right. Calm down. So they don't look think I'm actually serious about this shit. Alright. Uh hold on. I actually have to Oh. Okay, I'm gonna ask you now. You want more of the playful questions or serious questions? Because we are getting a mix of both heavy. Like there's some questions that are just damn. And there's some questions that's like, what the fuck? But yeah. I'm a good playful. I got you. Because some of these are actually like things where you got, you got any emotion, say shit. Okay. All right, can you listen to it in what time? Okay, somebody asked, when can you listen to this podcast and what time? When can you listen to this podcast and what time? Um, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Yes, man. Like, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I, was, just, I was looking. You was, knew you I, knew I was that. A, <clears throat> you said yeah, it today. Yeah, say so. shit. Um, yeah, actually, I have to find a question. Yo, would you have guests? 
Somebody asked, would I have a guest on my podcast? Can you answer that for them, please? Would you have one? Would I have a guest on my podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Th- that was my point. Like, it was so obvious because you're here. Oh, so, I'm of course. Like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, clearly I'm collabing. So. But yeah, I mean, they would pretty much get their answer I once you're looking so. at this type of shit. Okay. So basically, this was the few questions that are directed to us or something. I actually haven't looked at none of them. Okay. Um, somebody asked, was that our child in the screenshot that I posted? Oh, no. That's my niece. Yeah. I will not be having kids anytime soon. I had no say in that. That's good. Because what, what age do you want to have kids again? It's your body. Oh, thank you. So your timing is something that I will work with. Okay. Not something that you need to compromise on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no kids anytime soon. I do want to have kids at 27. I'm not going to hold you. That's like the, seems like a great age. But I've thought about it. If my, like, a lot of kids just isn't happening. So, I've, like, I realized the only issue I had, it like, the only reason, like, I didn't want to have kids, like, late is because of what happened with my mom. Like, my, like, if my mom had her first, like, Clifford had, like, in 30s and stuff like that. It's not bad comparing them to. Yeah. Comparing my mom to me. Because of that age gap and I didn't get to see certain phases of her in her life and stuff like that. I didn't want that. But... But I'm not even saying 30. So Oh no, what I'm bad. saying is it wouldn't matter because there wouldn't be a lot that follows. The difference between Clifford and I is Clifford is my oldest brother. Clifford is like 16, 17 years apart from us. But I'm saying I'm saying 28. You're just older. That's not my problem. Fuck you. Right? Okay. I'm and what I'm saying is like at the end of the day it wouldn't matter because right. we're not gonna have a lot of kids. Read the question. One or two. Yeah. How did y'all meet? How did we meet? Hmm. <laughs> uh, you want to say how we met, like actually met, or like how we started talking? You take it from wherever you want to take it from. Um, We started as Sneaky Links. Yeah. And then it just kind of went from there, honestly. It wasn't, it wasn't planned at all. I at had all. no intentions in the relationship. I don't think you did also. It just kind of happened, honestly. So, yeah. I think we were very, like, we were in very similar phases in terms of, like, I think, like, the sneaking link thing worked off really well. I mean, the part where we always say, like, there was more to our dynamic than just sneaking links. It was obvious. And even one of your friends had mentioned where it's like, just a sneaky link. Okay, like when she went, like we started seeing each other very freaking often for sneaky links okay. type shit, and it was one of those things where it's not like a booty call where it's like I feel like the sneaky link portion there is like a booty call aspect. It was like you come da da da. We did a lot for each other. We well, did, yeah, yeah, like we were doing a lot yeah. and shit like that's like we were having. I remember like this is I'm not gonna hold you. This is when I kind of knew it's like there's no way that I ended up with you. I remember there was one night where we were kind of like in the midst of middle everything like that and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We started kissing and then I sensed some type of hesitation from you. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, are you sure you want to? And then you were like, is it okay if we don't do this tonight? That was the first night I had sneaking links that we didn't have sex. Mm-hmm. And then we had food and everything like that. And then I was just like, the fact that we put a title on it and we're nowhere that. Mm-hmm. But I was okay with us doing nothing related to that and I still enjoyed your presence for that long and I just kind of figured it at that point I was just like there's no way I can let go of that 
I mean, that's not what you told me. You told me you knew. The moment I met you, because yeah. we spent four hours talking to each other. Yeah. I, that mo- what I meant by, like, the, I knew the moment I met you type shit is, like, the moment I met you, I knew you were going to be somebody that I pursued. Okay. But, of course, I'm saying, like, there's time that went from that moment to there. Right. It's like, we got through all of that, and now I get to see, it's like, I see how, that's the thing, it was like, I get to see how great the sex is. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me, and we're sneaking links, like, that's what we're supposed to be providing to each other, and you're telling right. me, yo, we're not going to do that tonight. And it's that great. I should be mad type shit. I'm like, are you dead ass? Like, typical guy reaction would be like, mm-hmm. bro, it's the type of shit, like, a guy will get on his phone for him and be like, bro, shorty slide over here, and like, she tell him, like, she don't want to do shit. Like, why don't you just stay at the crib type shit? Like, like when you get into a guy's mind and, like, their dick has bought it, like, that's the type of mindset somebody should, would normally have to that. But for me, it was like the moment I sensed that hesitation, I asked because I didn't want to unless you were 100% with it. So it's like I always knew I was going to pursue you. But at that moment, I realized that it wasn't lust. It wasn't that the sex was getting in the way and I was being blinded. It was like, nah, even outside of that, I still appreciated everything about you. Okay, do we think we could be platonic friends? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think we tried. We tried to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can keep that. We, can keep we tried hard. We, we tried hard. We did. I don't think we were ever really platonic friends. Did we even go a day? You know, I'm not going to go in the timelines, but I just know we didn't do it. We didn't do a good job anyways. We did a terrible job at that. Yeah. And the worst part was it's like... We always convince each other that we couldn't do it. I know. Like, we, like it was we, like we, we would this. we would be like, okay, 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 okay. When we see each other, not, we're not gonna do nothing. And we know we know what gets us there, we know, and we, we still do it. It's like we lie to ourselves, we and we we a lot we make it easy to convince. Are you sure we're not? Like there was none of that. None of us ever. Are you? We it was, were, we're not gonna. Good in the plan. Yeah. Okay. We're not gonna do nothing. And then when we get next to each other, it's like. I feel like you be the horny one, so. Really? And you don't yeah. make little subtle signals that tells me I am always minding my own business. Oh really? Time. So somebody so there is never any points mm-hmm. where I purposely miss the signs and you get frustrated at me? No. 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 You I just I guess that's all right. There are times where you'll want me to just go for it. Uh-huh. But and you know why I have certain hesitations. Mm-hmm. At times I do go for it and you're not with it. And I'm like Okay, and then I'm like, I had to say no, fuck. Like, it happens. It's part of, It's not an issue. It's like, that happens, and it is what it is. But it's like, in those moments, I'm like, like, you feel me? It's like, because at times, like, I know it might be a no. Like, But I'm like, yo, Chance, don't be a bitch. Nigga, just go for that shit. You feel me? I'm like, I bet. In my head, I convinced myself how this is going to go. Like, I, in a way, I'm not going to hold you. I, I started playing it in my head already. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I bet. I know you, you're just going like, to. I start thinking the little things I'll do. And then, like, when you say no, I'm like, I just thought about this whole thing. So you, like you be messing just, the whole plane, you know what I mean? Huh? It's just a moment. You have to yeah. know I'm not, when it, I want that. You just have to be in my head. Yeah, but then in the moments I'm not in your head, and I'm like, eh. Sorry. But the good thing is we still do get on the same page. Or it's yeah. like, you'll tell me, it's like, it's about that time. And I'll be like, oh, I'll fall. But now I'm going to need you to know the times now. I oh. can't, can't tell you. I can't tell you. Oh, what I can't say. I can't say it on here. Got you. Okay. Got you. I'm on it. Uh, are you guys happy? Are we happy? Hmm. Okay. 
Do you want me to answer that first? No, it's fine. I'll do it. I think we were happy. Yeah. We were in a good place, I think. As of right now, I wouldn't say I'm happy just because we know what's going on. But I think we can get there, and I can't wait for us to get there. Honestly, it's like, I think the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why the last few weeks have just been dreadful outside of the situation that needed time to be addressed mm-hmm. itself was, in general, because there's that in between where we don't know where we are. Yeah. Then, like we said, we're, we can't, we're not the greatest of friends, platonic friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you really are my best friend, my person, my everything and shit. But in terms of platonic friends, we're not the greatest at that. So at times, when while we had that little in-between stage, it was so hard because I didn't know which version of myself I was supposed to offer to you. It was weird because it's like, at times we kind of flirt, but I know I can't mm-hmm. get caught up in it too much. And the inconsistency... It was just a lot. And yeah, but overall, I, I know we'll be able to get there. And I really am looking forward to that again. But I just know that things are going to have to be very different. They're going to have to be very patient in a manner of like just giving each other time. Mm-hmm. But knowing the fact that that time has to be dedicated somewhere. Right. And we'll call each other out on our bullshit if it happens. I feel like we do that. A lot, yeah. Yeah. I be on your ass. I'm not going to hold you. I'll admit it. I be on your ass a lot sometimes. Because I don't be on your ass. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't be on your ass. That's the thing. And I really wish you would be on my ass more often. Because I don't want to make you feel bad. But that's the thing. I I don't care about that. Like, I promise you, you be making thinking it's like, you don't want to make me feel bad. But I'm telling you, you, at times, I really do need that. Because, like, let's just speak on another part of that dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, we, we started working on this. You started working on this a lot. Like, in terms of being the person where it's like, I compliment you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I'm the person who's just like, that's just part of, that's just in me. Like, I just want to do that for you. Like, I want to constantly tell you how pretty you like and stuff like that. But then for you, it's like, you you the hype man factor you feel me like you didn't really have a lot of that in the beginning and stuff and then i'm not gonna hold you you've gotten so good at it to the point where i'm like that's the thing you're not yeah for me it's not like all of a sudden you're great at it but the fact that i see the effort Hmm. like it's not the fact that i'm like oh yeah she's hyping you up the same way i'd be hyping up like for me that doesn't matter it's just the fact that i see you like i know you're you want to hype me up for me, like, it's that want part. Like, it's never about how well certain things are done or, like, you being on my ass. I don't really care about that. It's just the fact that the fact that you want to be on my ass, to me, that communicates you care. But because you care about me and you love me, you don't want to make me feel bad. But what I'm trying to tell you is, moving forward, I, it's okay. Like, make me feel as bad as you need to. Like, I'm being completely honest. No, no, no. Because I can on some real shit. On some real shit. Look, okay. The way you the belittling shit and dismiss dismissive shit, we can't do that. Uh-huh. 
So if you're calling me on certain things, I don't want to feel like my emotions are being dismissed. You told me to be. No, no, but okay. this is what I'm saying. This is what, see, I'm not going to hold you. This is actually happening on the spot. But yeah, for me, it's like, it's like, I don't really care if I end up feeling bad after the conversation. Because for me, I always have that part where it's like, even if I feel terrible in the moment, I look at it where it's kind of like, I remember this one time you said something and I didn't like how you said it. And I was very petty with how I communicated. And I was like, thank you for that. You remember that, right? Like some, it was just some petty shit. And I was like, "Thank you for that." And in general, I rarely was thankful for what you said to me. I didn't like how you said it, mm-hmm. but I was still appreciative of the fact that I needed it, and you communicated that to me. Mm-hmm. So those things where it's like, I know for you, a lot of it is going to, in your head. It's the same thing where it's on the opposite side. It's like you're thinking about how you're making me feel. It's like I'm okay if you have to say something to me and it makes me feel terrible in the moment. Okay. The one thing that I'm always gonna prioritize is the fact that. If you're dedicating time to fix something, mm-hmm. it's because you care. That's It's going to go back to that for me every single time. And if it doesn't, call me out on it to tell me that if I want this out of you, I have to make sure that I give it the right response. I was going to say, I feel like I've done that. And I don't respond the way greatest really? way. Yeah, and you made me feel like I couldn't really give it to you bluntly. And I was like, well, you've asked me to do that multiple times. So the time I do it, don't make me feel like like you can't take it, then I'm just gonna not do it again, and you're just gonna be mad. I think we just need to find a common ground of what that means. Okay, well, because I, I think when no, no, because I think I for it, us it's like, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. This is the last thing we'll end it off on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's more of about the reciprocative factor that in that. I don't want you to say nothing to me in a way that you wouldn't want me to say it to you. But at times, maybe I think it's, I'm saying like it's literally the exact same way. Like I want you to say those things, and at times you do say them. But me, I'm like there are some times where you say something that looks like that hurts a little bit, and I'm like I wouldn't have said that to you. And it's not just oh just because I wouldn't say it, it doesn't mean like oh now she said it and that's the issue. It's the fact that I know I would never say it even if I wanted to, because of how you would have taken it. So for me, it's like a lot of these things, it's more about, like I said, it's like, is it 50-50 in the manner of if this was needed on my end and the situation occurred, would we be okay with it if the roles were reversed? I feel like we're going to have to be okay with it because there are times we're going to have to each other's, hurt each other's feelings. And even though we're not going to like it in the moment, obviously, we're mad, we're arguing, whatever it is, but as long as we get to a common ground, I think I'm okay with that, but we're gonna hurt each other's feelings. It's gonna happen. No, for me, I think it's more of like, the fact that you did something that I know I wouldn't have done to you because of how you would have taken it. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying, but I'm still no, no, sticking I, I, my, my fault. answer though. All right, my fault. I thought you were like contradicting that. Like, were you saying like no, ideas contradict each other? But like overall, I think like, yeah, you're definitely right then. It's like, as much as we it. hate it, yeah, it's gonna happen either way, and it's just we're gonna have to be able to deal with it. Yeah, It'll be alright. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm gonna give you guys more episode a little more consistently, so we can get that. I want y'all to have an amazing day, and remember, you deserve it all. Whatever that is, you deserve that shit. <laughs>